You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. On May 25th, the day we are recording this episode, 1977, 45 years ago, Star Wars A New Hope hit the big screen and movies and storytelling was never the same. And within this groundbreaking movie, Luke Skywalker accidentally activated that hologram within R2-D2 and Princess Leia said, Help me, Obi- Obi-Wan Kenobi. You are my only hope. And we were like, uh, who's Obi-Wan Kenobi? And then Luke kind of pondered and looked off to the side and contemplated, maybe she's talking about old Ben. And we were like, who's old Ben? And then when he mentions it around the dinner table with uh, Aunt Peru and Uncle Owen, he mentions old Ben. And then, you know, Aunt Peru cuts eyes at, at Uncle Owen And they have this look like, yeah, something's up. And uh, Uncle Owen discounts and was like, "Uh, yeah, that crazy old man, he's he's probably he probably died like your father. And again, the mystery builds who is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And of course, eventually we discover who Obi-Wan Kenobi is, the legend, the Jedi himself. And uh, the story took off Uh, today is a different kind of episode, systematic systematic geekology friends. Today is not gonna be a long episode. Uh, We're just geeking out over Star Wars. Like I said, we are uh, recording this actually on May 25th on the anniversary, and this is debuting and dropping on the day that Obi-Wan Kenobi series drops on Disney+. Plus. So today is just a day when we're gonna geek out and share uh, and answer just a few questions. One like, why do we love Star Wars so much? And why is Obi-Wan Kenobi our favorite Jedi or one of your favorite Jedi or a long lasting character that uh, we love and endure? Um, and then also share some of our hopes for for this series that's coming out today. Perhaps you've already watched it or you're getting ready to. Uh, so we're just going to geek out on, on Star Wars. I am Will Rose, one of your hosts, and I'll share that Mark Hamill uh, did like one of my tweets once. Uh, so that's my claim to fame in the Star Wars universe. Joe, who are you? What's up? <laughs> I am Joe. I am one of the hosts here. And man, I, I, I've i been unpacking how long I've been a, a Star Wars fan in preparation for this. And mm-hmm. it's cool to finally talk about why we love this entity, this juggernaut so much. Yeah. And I, you know, I've, I've shared before I am you know, I was born in 1972. I was five years old when I saw this movie. It's one of the first movies that I ever saw in the theater. I remember seeing in the theater, I had all the action figures. I was there from the very beginning, just to hype around it and loved it so much. And I think the reason I, I love it is, is not only did it capture my child like imagination and it took me to a galaxy far, far away a long time ago. Um, but for me, it, it just, just embodied the perfect blend of fantasy and sci-fi and the hero's journey and a mix of spirituality and mysticism and a call. And there's a big bad villain. And how do you resist and rebel against that and make the world a better place? I, all those things uh, is what kind of drew me into it and have become uh, literally a lifelong Star Wars 
uh, fam. And and yeah, it's gotten big. It's gotten bloated. It's, it's grown a lot since that first movie and the hype around it. And sometimes the fan base can get toxic and divisive. And yesterday, the Systematic Ecology crew rambled on forever uh, and had a lot of fun talking about the movies that we loved or the movies, movies we have problems with or the characters we like or didn't like. We offended one another. Uh, we almost quit systematic ecology because of the things some of the people were saying. And then we came back around and forgave each other and gave uh, virtual hugs through uh, the internet. But, and that's what star Wars does. And, um, and, and I'm really excited for this upcoming series. Uh, Joe, what, what was the first star Wars movie you saw? You're, you're, you said you're a nineties kid. Uh, what was yeah. the first star Wars movie you saw? either you know first one you ever saw and then what was the first one you saw in the theater so first one i saw was uh a new hope i i remember the first time that i saw a new hope i was i don't know six something like that and i uh one of my sister's friends was a huge geek and lent me the tape and so I watched the first, I, I remember the first time that Star Wars came on TV mm. when I saw it, it was Star Wars, A New Hope. And I was, I was confused at first. I'm like, are, are these two different movies? Why, why is one A New Hope and one just called Star Wars? Yeah. I understand now, but, but <laughs> yeah, so I, I was, I was very young when I first saw it. And this was really I'm trying to think if there was something maybe Power Rangers is is the only thing that predates big long form storytelling that was like influential to me as a kid. Yeah. This was this was I think the first movie that I can point to that really made me fall in love with the fact that like fantasy worlds and things like that and like these lived in uh uh creations that like have their own moving parts and things like that. And it kind of started that, that love specifically for me in geekdom. Like you give me a, a, a lived in world and that I'm, I'm hooked. The first one I saw in theaters was um, Phantom Menace. When okay. that came out, I want to say I was like 10, 11, something like that. When yeah, it was 1999, 1999. Um, I was, uh, when Phantom Menace came out, I was on internship and, uh, my brother was, uh, down the road, um, a little younger than me. And so I remember he drove up to Goldsboro, North Carolina. So we could see that in the theater that night together. And we were sitting there side by side going like, man, this is happening. We're seeing another Star Wars movie in the theater together. <laughs> so it was really, really rad. And yeah, I remember seeing, you know, uh, I think Star Wars created, you know, that sense of not only did, um, not only did the movie capture for me the perfect blend of sci-fi and fantasy and religion, spirituality, all those things together, the hero's journey, right? Um, but but those mysteries that it, those Easter eggs and mysteries within it that made you go, who, what, what's going on? Um, like, yeah, it may not have said a new hope in the original one, but it did say episode four. And we're like, okay, is this starting in the middle of the story? And it does start in the middle of the story. There's a huge ship chasing a small little tiny one. And you're like caught from the get-go, right? Right in the middle of the story. And they start saying things like, there's, you are rebellion. Uh, okay, 
who's the good guy or bad guy? Obviously, this big guy in this dark armor who <laughs> looks like a samurai helmet is like the bad guy. But if they're a rebellion, maybe they're the terrorists. And then you, you hear about old Ben. And then you hear like, oh, Ben, so yeah, I fought with your dad in the Clone Wars. And Luke's like, you fought in the Clone Wars? You're like, oh, the Clone Wars? What are the Clone Wars? Uh, then they start talking about the Force. And I love how in that movie, Obi-Wan Kenobi talks about the force abstractly, like, oh, it's this thing that binds all the universe. It's, you know, you can tap into it. You're like, okay, I have this, I hear this abstract understanding of the force. And the first time you see it actualized is in the next scene when Darth Vader's like choking somebody out. You're like, okay, I guess it's real because he's choking somebody from across the table without using any of his hands, just out of thin air. And then you start understanding what's going on with the with the mind tricks and, and, and wielding the lightsaber, all those things just kind of captured up and, and brought you into this whole nother world. I, uh, the scripture that comes to mind is Psalm eight. My favorite Psalm is like, when I consider the heavens and the works of your hands, what are we that you're mindful of us? Where as humans, we're always looking to the stars and asking the questions, where do we come from? Where are we going? What's my place in this universe? Star Wars brought us out into the stars. There was other sci-fi stuff like, you know, Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers. And there was a lot of sci-fi before this movie. Uh, but this one, this movie, uh, again, was a game changer when it came to taking us out to the stars and what you could do uh, with that, you know, building off of Star Trek and other great sci-fi stuff. Um, this one took it up a whole nother notch and, and drew yeah. us in. And, and it just hit me at the sweet spot as a, as a kid. And then growing into, um, you know, early teens when the other movies coming out and then asking, What's going to happen next? Uh, who is, oh, Darth Vader's his father? What does that mean? It just kept open, answering questions along the way and drew us into the story. Um, and, the, and the imagination, the head canning, the stories we write, that can get complicated. It can get toxic. Uh, but, but again, if, as long as you're having fun with this and it opens your imagination and it helps you, that's what sci-fi does. It holds up a mirror and asks these questions. What's my place in this universe? Or what would I do in that situation? It, Star Wars still has that magic formula that, that draws me in and helps me wrestle with that stuff and, and, and dream big with my imagination. And that's, I think, one of the coolest things about this fandom and, and kind of growing with it, right? Like the, the, way, the way George Lucas designed those first three movies, mm -hmm. you hit the ground running in a way that makes you feel like this, this world already has characters that have lived here that have have done some things and experienced things. And it's kind of almost like this implied age, if you will, to, mm -hmm. to the world that I think um, is so captivating at first. And then I have found as I've gotten older and I've realized, so I like watching things and then I like <laughs> asking the questions that it, that it uh, poses, right? right? Like just, Un unpacking it just be just you know beat it around a bit like let allow allow your mind to explore well what if this and what that what about that and this and that and and it's so it's one of those stories that begs for deeper analysis or waxing poetically or or really or like true contemplation that even to that part of my brain this is a compelling story. That's why I say like my, my star Wars and everybody has their star Wars. And for a lot of people, my age, their star Wars is the prequel trilogy. My star Wars 
is the first three <laughs> and Legends yeah. continuity. Yeah. You know, that's that's the core for me where where Star Wars storytelling is at its absolute apex. And it scratches that itch that that serves that, you know, six year old boy in me that like wa remembers watching this for the first time and and is captivated by this world and things like that. But also that adult side that likes to uh, poke at the parameters of the world that we live in, you know. Yeah, and it hit me at a sweet spot too as a kid with all the toys and action figures and and being able to play with them and um and and like also create the stories that I wanted to imagine what was happening in the next stage or in the gaps. You know, if there's a long kind of period between um the episodes, I get I got to create the stories with with the action figures. And then there were the comics and you got to dream big and then there were the books. And and yeah, I think you're right. Each generation has their trilogy, whether it's the the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, or the sequel trilogy. I I I I make no I am not bashful sharing uh the complexity of feelings that surround The Last Jedi for me uh, as a Star Wars fan. And but but you know when I took my family to see that movie and my daughters um, you know, we watched that movie again, like halfway through The Last Jedi. I was like, I don't know if I like this. I don't know if I like this direction. But when the movie finished and there were some great moments there at the end of the movie, my daughters looked at me and said, that was awesome. I can't wait to see what happens next. And I was like, OK, all right, you did your job. That's what I that's exactly what I wanted after The Empire Strikes Back. Um, I can't wait to see what happens next. And and that's what it set up for them. So there are there are moments and there's Star Wars series and there's cartoons and there's now live action on Disney plus. And yeah, this, this universe is big and complex, uh, but, but still a lot of legs, a lot of fun. And I hope that as it moves forward, uh, maybe, maybe those who are in control of, of the story and the story creators and the canon have learned some lessons along the way with this, this next crew have taken it over, but, but I am hopeful of what happens next, especially when it comes to Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Um, wh why do you think Joe Obi-Wan Kenobi is such a compelling uh, character and is up there when people talk about their favorite Star Wars characters that, you know, there's, there's five, six, seven, eight, they're up there at the top of everybody's list. Why is Obi-Wan Kenobi usually up there at the top for folks? I think your your illustration right at the beginning is a really big reason for that. When we're first introduced to Obi-Wan, it's it's old Ben and mm -hmm. it's this mysterious character and then it's this old man who's almost you almost wonder if he's a little bit off of his rocker at, yeah. at first. You know was Uncle like, Owen right? Was o Uncle Owen right? Just a crazy old he, wizard. Yeah. Yeah. And as the whole thing goes on and then he he does the Jedi mind trick. And that's, I think, the first time that you see that done. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And so like it, for, for a whole generation of people who watch these in release order rather than like chronologically, that that's the first time that you're introduced to, to Obi-Wan and then the lightsaber duel and he disappears and you're like, well, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. it continues to build on in this like mentor role. And then enter Ewan McGregor, who just yeah. just did. Uh, honestly, he, he became synonymous with that role yeah. in, in such a way that like I, I you almost got to see him 
age with the role because of the time period that it came out and the way that they did it, you got to, got to see Obi-Wan grow into a master. And then, you know, that's why, like, for, for both, you almost pick up after his prime in a way and then end, like, almost at his prime cut cut short sort of thing. Right. But it leaves so much time in the character's life where you're like, well, what next? Because how do we get from, you know, uh, battle-hardened, you know, pacifist that ends up being a warrior sort of thing mm-hmm. into old old Ben, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think the the Phantom Menace, the the prequels, you could yeah, it's it's about Anakin. It's it's that that um the fall the the rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker, but but I think for me, I mean the best part of the prequels, uh my humble opinion is is Obi-Wan Kenobi and Ewan McGregor as as in that group. But Qui-Gon's great. There's other great moments in those in those prequels, but man, he he's just he stands out for me. And I was re-watching last night um after we had our conversation about our favorite um lightsaber duels. I went back and watched the duel of the fates and and just like his emotional response of seeing Qui-Gon killed and struck down and then to see him he's caught behind that red kind of force field and he the way he kind of jogs back and forth like I cannot wait for this thing to open because I am coming after you Darth Maul the look on his face and he kind of hops back and forth on his feet like a like a karate guy ready to just spring onto somebody. I, I loved it so much. And I was like, I forgot about that moment until I watched it again last night. And, and he's, he's so crisp and so good. And, and yeah, we start off with him as old Ben and then we get to see him as young, optimistic Jedi and, and almost, and then becomes like a detective. What is going on here? There is something going on here. I got to figure this out. I take this boy as, as empowering. And then, and then the disillusionment and the disappointment uh, and the failure that he experiences as a master and watching Anakin go down and thinking that he's dead and all is we have to go into hiding. Uh, we know where that picks up in episode four, but there is a long gap between three and four and and so I do I do like and love that they are mining that kind of ground that fertile ground for some good storytelling of of how he operated and, and what he learned and what he did in the in between times building up to to a new hope. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and it's a testament to I think every part of the 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 chain, right? It's a testament to the to the world that was built that characters that don't necessarily that still have a lot of meat on the bone to tell stories with mm-hmm. are so compelling and things like that it's a testament to the characters that we want to see these different stories and we want to see well what about this character in this scenario and this and that and you in you know you there's enough desire for the stories that something like obi-wan people aren't being necessarily from what i've seen in this case, anyway, um, toxic per se or anything like that, but more of right. like fan casting. Like, what what does this enigmatic character? What are they going to do in in these different scenarios and things? Yeah. So this hopefully this episode is going to come out on the day that it debuts uh, on Disney Plus, and and they're going after Netflix and Stranger Things and trying to compete. Uh, and then we have two episodes coming out and then they're going to stagger it next couple of weeks, some episodes. And I'm, I'm pretty excited. What, what is your hope 
for for this show? What are some things you like to say? Again, like we talked about Doctor Strange, we're going to go in, uh, you know, letting them tell their story. If they don't do it exactly the way I think they should, I'm going to relax. I'm going to be a TJ in the moment and do my best to be like, what would TJ do uh, in this situation? And so, um, but but yeah, it's fun to think about. Yeah, what what do you what do you hope that is captured here? Or some things they do with this character in, in this series. I think for this one, it for some reason is just very easy for me to you know um, go in with my with my inner TJ in mind because <laughs> there's a, there's a t shirt idea everybody yeah. inner, inner t, uh, TJ but uh, <laughs> because for me there's it's not any one thing that I'm pointing to that says if they do this it would mean a good story or something along right. those lines. There's so many different moving pieces that I'm at the point of, I just, I just want a cool story. You yep. know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't, that's one of the biggest things where I think they started, they started to, to, to lose the rabbit a little bit with the, as, as some of these series go on in things that it's not about the, the big bang boom of it all. It's not about that. It's about mm. building upon this already established world and just tell some cool stories. You know what I mean? That's that's really all, all all we need at this point. And and I think because so much of the uh the setting has already been built out between the prequels and the sequels and the originals and everything in between, right? That the table is set with a whole lot of toys to just tell a cool story. And so for me, I'm not, I don't think I'm looking for, if they do this thing, then I'll be happy. It's more of the opportunity is there. Let's do something cool with it. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think we already saw in the trailers, I, I like that we see this. I mean, like I said, in A New, a new Hope, you, you have Uncle Owen is just like, I don't like old Ben. Stay away from him. He's dead. Don't ever get near that guy. Um, and in this, in the trailer, you see that where the tension is and you get to build on there like, ah, oh, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi is defeated. Where's his hope? He he sees a young Luke in the distance, but but very nervous that things can can fall apart super fast. He's already seen that happen before. So what is he really wrestling with? Um, for me, my my big hope, and if they don't do it, if it's a long shot and they don't do it, then then they don't do it. Um, but but I still would love to see a Qui-Gon Jinn force ghost, not just hear a voice, mm. but I would love to see, and even if it's the final episode, the last three minutes, where he's like, oh, he taps into it and he consoles him. Because I think we're going to get um, Obi-Wan Kenobi discovering that Darth Vader and Anakin are the same person, and that's going to be crushing to him. And, and to have Qui-Gon Jinn give him a bit of hope and coach him along, be patient. I, uh, You're going to bring Luke to, to Yoda. There, there's a plan here that it's not over. There's still a chosen one that, that I – that's what I hope they they can tell or lean into a little bit. If it doesn't happen, doesn't happen. They'll tell a good one. But but I would love to see a Qui Gon Jinn force because I don't know if they got um, Liam Nielsen. They have the money for that. Who knows if he's like ah, no, I'm doing other movies. But I still think that would be super fun and super super cool if they could do that. It's funny when whenever you know you get the question, who is your favorite Jedi? It's for me always centered around um qui-gon a because he was just so enigmatic as as, yeah. a, mm -hmm. as a character but like on the screen but 
again, going to the extended universe and the books and things, they have done some really cool stuff ever since he was he was created and, mm-hmm. and have incorporated his character into the materials in a way that still is written just really cool, just a really strong character. I also vibe with that kind of in between the mm-hmm. you know walking between worlds sort of sort of thing that they have with him. But yeah, that would be cool to see a full on force ghost because we know from the um the extended materials that Qui-Gon was actually the first one who yeah. like taught yeah. how to do the whole force ghost thing. So Yeah. Yeah. So even when when Obi-Wan Kenobi in a new hope was struck down, he had that confident look like strike me down, you make me more powerful. He does. I mean was he struck down or did he just apparate into the, you know, the force because he kicked Darth Vader kicks around his, his clothes and there's no burn marks or any, it's just, it's just weird. And you're like, okay, maybe this isn't the end of his story. And then when you hear that voice call out to Luke, Luke, use the force. Like, ah, he's still around. That's so killer. And um, so, so seeing how that happened on Phelps, I don't know, this is the space where they do it, but I would love to love to see, love to see that happen. Um, are, is there a Qui-Gon Jinn book that uh, you would recommend or like a novel or something? Um, that sounds cool. I, I haven't read a lot of Star Wars novels. I'm a lot, you know, I love graphic novels and comics. And there's been a few novels that I've read and dove into, but um, yeah, uh, an, a Qui-Gon Jinn legends story would be, would be pretty fun. There, there's some comic book stuff. Marvel's done a few things with, with them. Um, but in terms of the book, so the the one that I'm the one that immediately comes to mind is Master and Apprentice. Okay, it, it goes on to it tells the story of Qui Gon pondering a, a seat on the the Jedi Council that is offered to him, and the the story of it kind of builds upon the story of Qui Gon and Obi Wan and all of those kinds of things, and puts puts a little bit more context to the actual characters himself, but there's, there's tons out there between comics that you, that I'm, you can still find most of the comics digitally. Um, but, but different books that all kind of build well upon the character, but that's the, that's my go-to that I think it, it gives a lot of really strong character building past what's just shown on the, in the movies. Nice. That's good. Um, and then, you know, I'll give a little recommendation here now too, is one of my favorite Star Wars podcasts is um, Rebel Force Radio. I think those guys do a great job, great analysis and news and, and commentary. And they, they usually keep it super positive. I mean, they have their quabbles with the um, sequel trilogy and, and the last Jedi too. Maybe that's why I like it. We kind of see eye to eye on those things, but they, um, they, they most of the time keep it really, really positive and stay out of the kind of toxicity within within fandom. And and they're going to do some live shows after the Obi-Wan Kenobi. Each time the episode debuts on that day, they'll do some live shows on YouTube and answer questions and talk about what they've seen. And they're usually really, really a lot of fun. So I recommend that. Um, yeah. So as we said, this is a mini episode. I hope you guys have fun with this. Um, we're going to wrap this up. Joe, we live in a pretty heavy uh world right now a lot of things are heavy on my heart with what's going on in the world with with shootings and and politics and all kinds of things is it's really heartbreaking but you know 
within the stars universe, it looked like all hope was lost. And, and Princess Leia said, Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. And then that movie was called A New Hope. And so they and they defeated the Death Star. They blew it up. So in our world today or uh, that you're navigating in your life and your faith, uh, Joe, what, what's, what's giving you hope these days? What's giving you hope? So, so the easy answer here is to, to, to do, to do the thing, right. Point to Jesus and, and Mm -hmm. all of those kinds of things that, that, that I don't know to go there for, for a minute. I, I don't know with the current state of things between for the last couple of years, right. Pandemics and Mm -hmm. now financial crises and everything in between all of the nonsense that's happened and is happening and shootings and such. I, I don't know how you do it without without a, a, a reliance on God because it's so mm. crushing on so many in so many levels right we get to come on here and and I so sincerely hope that especially for those of you that that either are sensitive to what's going on in the world or if, if there's any of you that are somehow connected or something especially for those for, for, for you guys hopefully this can just stand as a fun, Mm. I don't know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes worth it, worth the time to just, just geek out about Star Wars and think about cool stuff for, for a little bit. And that kind of, but it, 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 that dovetails into the, the one B of it all, right? Cause you know, <laughs> that first one is Jesus. And then just take, take time to smell the roses guys. Like take yeah. time to just enjoy things. You know what I mean? Like we, mm-hmm. we, we, so it's so easy with social media being what it is and the internet being what it is to get caught in the hamster wheel of such and such a person is ruined star Wars. Such and such a person is telling bad stories. <laughs> I wish they did this with this, with these yeah. movies and all of that kind of stuff that like, just take a second to think about just, I, I, if, if I can leave with a recommendation, just take a second to think about when you first met this, right. When you, that, that, that hope and excitement and fun and all of that kind of stuff, like whether it's Star Wars, whether it's Star Trek, whether it's whatever it is, right? Whatever your your fandom of choice is, just allow yourself to have some fun with it, and mm. and and don't get don't get too big brainy about what what's going to happen next and what stories this and all of that kind of stuff, and, and and being able to go and do that with some of my favorite fandoms, it's been nice right now because I've been. I'm I'm starting to cool down now, but like I dove back into turtle stuff and prep for the for the Kevin Eastman interview. Yeah. But like it, it was it was fun to just enjoy the different periods of a thing that I like at that, you know what I mean? And, and oh, just yeah. to just oh, enjoy yeah. it as a fan. And so, you know, take take some time to enjoy the things that God has given you a passion to enjoy. Ah, amen. I love that. Um, yeah, I, I, with, with this, with our, with this podcast, with, with our, with our group, Systematic Ecology, we, we do want to be intentional with our fandom and, and help it, help us go deeper and, and ask the bigger questions and be intentional with it. But, but we also hope that it can bring some levity to it, to a heavy world that we can have fun and, and we can have fun with these things. And that's, that's, that's my hope too, is what we do, what we do with this. And, and yeah, I'm there with you. Like I'm the, today I'm, I'm in a place where I'm asking some big questions and wrestling with it. And, 
uh, it's hard. Uh, but then what gives me hope is I know there are other people who feel the same way, who are asking the same questions, that I'm not alone in it, uh, that I do have a community around me. I have family, I have friends, I have a faith community that, that cares about these things and uh, know that if I if I keep going into a darker place or if I keep going wrestling with doubt even, even worse, that then, then, um, then there are people there who are who will support me and guide me through it, and that's what gives me hope. And and then I I do look at the the younger generation. I there there are youth and there are my my kids and their friends, um, and how they handle and navigate the world. They they give me hope because they care about some things and they're willing to fight for those things. And often it feels like we are a small band of rebels um, that that have no hope. Uh, but but yeah, uh, I've. I've hit targets like that and and uh, Beggar's Canyon all the time. So we're just going to keep at it until we hit that that target um, and go for it. So, so yeah, folks, I hope that uh, you can have some hope. I hope that you have fun with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Uh, geek out hard. Know that you are loved. Know that you are not alone. That if you need to reach out with anything, whether it's just a question about Star Wars or a deeper question about faith and life and doubt and the questions that we all wrestle with, we're here for you. DM us. Find us. We're all across the social medias and on our website and, and all over the place. Feel free to reach out and talk to us. You are not alone in any of this. We hope you have a fantastic day. That you have fun with Star Wars. May the force be with you. May the faith be with you. This was an Anazal Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazal Ministries podcast network.